You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Filato on Football here on the Big Blue View Radio Network. I am the host, Nick Filato, and it is week 15. We are going to briefly go over a lot of these matchups. Obviously, this week is a little bit different with COVID-19 ravaging the league, pushing the Browns game back, as well as the Seattle Ram game and the Washington Eagle game. Those two games are on Tuesday. The Brown and Raider games were pushed back to Monday, so there's going to be two Monday games now, so it's a little bit of a lighter week here, but we did have a Saturday game as well, where the Colts defeated the New England Patriots, a lot of playoff seeding implications in week 15, but what we have to start with, unfortunately, obviously, is this absolutely abysmal and tragically bad New York Giants team who lost 21-6 to the Dallas Cowboys. I guess you can give credit to the New York Giants defense. They go out there and they attempt to keep the game competitive with success most of the time. But the Giants lose this one, like I said, 21-6. A Mike Glennon-led offense is one of the worst things to watch. Glennon threw three interceptions in this game, threw for 99 yards, and was benched for Jake Fromm, a guy who was sitting on the couch as a practice squad player for the Buffalo Bills just three weeks ago. He stepped in, and it was garbage time, but it was garbage time where Dallas was still sending pressure, sending blitzes, trying to sack Jake Fromm. So it wasn't like it was just soft zones. That's not what Jake Fromm was facing, yet he was able to lead a solid drive against the Dallas Cowboys and put the Giants in a position to where they could score a touchdown to make this score look a little bit more reasonable. It was a 13-play, 84-yard drive, and then... Dallas ran cover zero on a fourth and five from through the ball early so he didn't get killed by Randy Gregory and it was incomplete. But he converted a third and six. He converted a third and ten on a nice back shoulder throw to Kenny Galladay up the sideline. He targeted Kenny Galladay quite a bit. Hit him on a 36-yard pass as well on a first and ten at around midfield. So Jake Fromm definitely sparked what Joe Judge called it a conversation heading into next week. And I think Jake Fromm should be the starter if Daniel Jones is not healthy. There's no reason to trot Mike Glennon out there. Yes, Jake Fromm may not have the entire grasp of Jason Garrett's playbook right now, but Mike Glennon is not it. And Jake Fromm might not be it, but he showed that he should be the starter next week as the New York Giants travel to Philadelphia and play the Eagles, which is a terrible place to start for Jake Fromm, his first career start. This was his first action as an NFL quarterback but it doesn't matter Fromm should be the starter Glennon we've seen what he's capable of for three straight games it's not good no one wants to see this anymore let's get Jake Fromm in there and that is one of the most depressing statements that we can say as Giant fans that we are looking forward to Jake Fromm starting and that is no slight on Jake Fromm it is just the reality of the Giant situation this kid was a fifth round pick he was intriguing in college and he doesn't really have the biggest arm. He doesn't throw the fastest ball or anything like that. But right now, 
Giants need something different offensively because they're not doing anything. If I have to see the Giants trot out there in a two-minute drill with Mike Glennon and just throw little check down screens to Saquon Barkley that you can tell it's happening right at the snap every single time, I'm going to flip out. So the Giants need to change that up a little bit. And other than that, man, this game was just another one of those games that you're just embarrassed to be a New York Giants fan. Dallas came into this building and they couldn't do whatever they want offensively. They couldn't dictate everything offensively because the defense didn't allow it. And that's kind of been the story of the New York Giants season so far. The defense steps up, keeps the games competitive. The offense can't do anything at all. And here we are. They scored six points mainly because they went for it on a fourth and one. Devontae Booker sprung a huge run, putting them in field goal range. And then there was another 28-yard run that Devontae Booker had that set them up in the field goal range. But other than that, this offense was just abysmal to watch. And myself, Chris, and Joe... On the Chris and Joe Show, we'll be breaking this down more extensively. I just wanted to vent a little bit here. Before I get into some of the talking points, not going to go too far in depth, but some of the talking points from Week 15. Firstly, that Thursday night football game was awesome. The Kansas City Chiefs go to 10-4 and as the Los Angeles Chargers fall to 8-6 and when the Chiefs beat them in Los Angeles 34-28. to And the storyline around this game is head coach of the Chargers, Brandon Staley, consistently going for it on fourth down. I personally like a head coach who does that because it shows a lot of confidence in the players. And when you have Justin Herbert as your quarterback, you're going to put that confidence in a player like that and allow him to have the opportunity to seize the day, to seize the moment. And you know what? The Chargers, they converted a couple of them. They didn't convert a lot of them. And in the end, they ended up losing this game, ended up going to overtime. If they kick some of those field goals, they may have won the football game. But I'm not going to slight someone like Brandon Staley for going for it in that situation. A similar thing happened as well in the Green Bay Packers win over the Baltimore Ravens. Score 31-30 to where Tyler Huntley, who was starting over Lamar Jackson, who was out with a high ankle sprain, led a late fourth quarter drive to potentially tie the game. And John Harbaugh said, you know what? We are going to go for it. We're going to go for the win. They saw Aaron Rodgers was across the field. Yes, the game was home, but still they understand what Aaron Rodgers and that offense is capable of doing. So they decided to go for it. Again, I don't hate that decision in that Situation. If Lamar Jackson was there, maybe you don't do that. But with Aaron Rodgers opposite of the field and you have your backup quarterback who's hot right there, yes, but you want to win it at that moment. The thing I didn't like about it was the play calling. It was a bad play. You're rolling to your right. You're trying to isolate Mark Andrews. You have another route crossing over the middle of the field. I do not like those plays in the red zone where you shorten the field. And that was my issue with the play from John Harbaugh, Greg Roman, and the Baltimore Ravens there. It ended up being an incomplete pass. Wasn't even all that close to Mark Andrews, who had a heck of a game. I mean, Mark Andrews had 10 catches for 136 yards and two touchdowns. Travis Kelsey on Thursday Night Football just blew basically all of the tight end numbers out of the water seem like with 191 yards two touchdowns in that game because Mark Andrews and Travis Kelsey are fighting for the number one overall tight end in fantasy football and Mark Andrews is making it close right now with this huge game it's going to go right down to the wire it's just great to see great tight ends go out there and ball and Huntley had a great game here 215 yards passing two touchdowns 73 yards on the ground two touchdowns with his legs as well. I mean, that's just an excellent game, but it just didn't matter in the end of the day because the Ravens couldn't convert that two-point conversion. But I don't really want to knock Harborough for being aggressive when you're going up against a team like the Green Bay Packers, who are now 11-3 and and are in sole possession of the number one seed in the NFC. I say that with the Sunday night football game not being over yet, so keep that in mind. But what I'm really alluding to is the Arizona Cardinals losing 
to the Detroit Lions, the Detroit Lions, 30 to 12. What the heck happened there? If I'm an Arizona fan and I live in Phoenix, if I'm an Arizona fan, I'm going wild here. You are a 10 and 3 team playing a 111 and 1 team and this team has nothing to play for except for pride and their head coach Dan Campbell and they went out there and they punched Arizona in the mouth right off the bat. Jared Goff was just leading drives along with Craig Reynolds the entire game and Arizona's defense couldn't get him off the field. I think in the first quarter, Arizona had one three and out and that was it. It was all Detroit, and Jared Goff finished 21 of 26 for 216 yards, three touchdowns. Craig Reynolds, 26 carries for 112 yards on the ground. Amon Ross St. Brown, the rookie at a USC, eight catches for 90 yards and a touchdown. Josh Reynolds, who was released by the Titans earlier because he wanted to go to and have a bigger role, and now the Titans just lost Julio Jones, so he would have that big role on a potential playoff team, but let's overlook that. Josh Reynolds, six catches for 68 yards and a touchdown here. And then you look at Arizona side, Kyler Murray, 23 of 41. A touchdown interception, 257 yards. It just seemed like the Arizona offense was totally out of sync without... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. DeAndre Hopkins and with a hobbled James Conner. You got Chase Edmonds who went in there, ripped off a 23-yard run, looked pretty good out there, but nobody necessarily stepped up. You had Christian Kirk have 12 targets. Zach Ertz had 11. They did well in terms of receiving down the stretch of the game, but when plays needed to happen, they were not there to seize it. And that was the big issue with the Arizona Cardinals in this game. And I just can't believe that they lost to the Detroit Lions and now they're going to be sliding down that pecking order because you have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you have the Green Bay Packers, and there's only one first round bye. One first round bye. And Arizona is basically playing themselves out of that after losing to the Rams on Monday Night Football last week and now to the Detroit Lions. It's just very, very unfortunate for the Cardinals. And speaking of number one seeds and losing, New England on Saturday night lost 27-17 to to the Indianapolis Colts. And you had that long Jonathan Taylor touchdown run to seal this game because New England fought and they crawled back into that game. Indianapolis kind of went into a shell, played incredibly conservative after they took that 20-0 lead going into halftime. But... Mac Jones kind of turned it on, man. He really did. He started finding Jacoby Myers all over the field, finished with 299 yards passing, had the two picks, threw two touchdowns. They couldn't do a lot on the ground. Hunter Henry had the two big touchdowns, another big tight end game there. But at the end of the day, the special teams of the Colts, the defense of the Colts, and then obviously Jonathan Taylor, 29 carries, 170 yards in that touchdown, ended up coming up big for the Colts there, which really needed it, man. They're only a game behind the Titans now, despite the fact that they lost twice to the Titans this season. They're 8-6. and six. Titans are 9-5, and five. so that AFC South is looking a little bit more interesting if the Titans continue to slide and they just keep losing weapons. They play on Thursday Night Football against San Francisco, so Indianapolis may see a window that they can seize, and it's going to be huge for them because they're not going to win that tiebreaker. They're going to need help because they lost earlier in the season twice to Tennessee, as I said. And New England, man, they had that number one seed. It was AFC through Foxborough, and they just kind of lost it there. The Chiefs are going to possibly be the number one seed. There's still a lot of football to be played, but they control their destiny at this point. You also had Miami defeat the New York Jets 31-24 to after the Jets took a pretty sizable lead early on in this game. It looked like it was one of those, you know, 
Keen Peel sweat memes. It was 10-0 for the New York Jets. The Jets ended up going up 17-7, and by halftime, they were up 17-10, and the Miami Dolphins just kind of battled back. They had a spite several Tua Tagovailoa mistakes. He threw a pick six to the New York Jets, made the New York Jets defense look pretty respectable, but you know what? Miami ended up winning their fifth game in a row. They're 7-7 seven and seven and kind of in the wild card picture right now, which is wild to state after they were 1-7. Speaking of questionable football teams, the Houston Texans defense stepped up and their team did as well, including Brandon Cooks and Davis Mills. They won this game 30-16 over the Jacksonville Jaguars. And remember, Jacksonville just fired Urban Meyer, their head coach. Trevor Lawrence came out here, was still ho-hum, not all that great. 22 of 38, not, not a great percentage there for 210 yards. But James Robinson was solid on the ground. He also was 3 for 13 through the air. So for fantasy purposes, James Robinson returned to form, something you'd like to see. But Davis Mills, man, 19 of 30 for 209 yards, two touchdowns and an interception. Brandon Cooks had two of those touchdowns. From Davis Mills, seven catches for 102 yards. Just two football teams right here who are battling for basically draft position because neither of these teams are going to do anything. Houston is now 3-11. Jacksonville's 2-12, and they own the number one seed since the Detroit Lions have a tie. <laughs> number one seed, I meant to say the number one pick, which is huge because you have Kayvon Thibodeau, the kid from Oregon, edge rusher, and Aiden Hutchinson, the kid from Michigan, edge rusher, who could potentially fill that number one pick. That could be gigantic for Jacksonville. Already has an excellent edge rusher in Josh Allen. So you got to pay attention to that as well in terms of these poorer teams losing down the stretch. It's important to the New York Giants because the New York Giants are going to have a top 10 pick because they're terrible. And the Chicago Bears will more than likely lose a couple more games. They're not that great. Unfortunately, the Bears and the Giants play, so one of those teams is going to have to win a football game. But if you're a Giants fan, you're rooting for the Texans, you're rooting for the Jets, you're rooting for the Lions, and you're rooting for the Jags because we need to get high picks to land some of these really blue chip type of players. And I know in the past it hasn't necessarily mattered, but the Giants did get Andrew Thomas, who looks like he's a really good player in the top five. So let's hope we can land more players like that. Other games around the league, you had the Carolina Panthers losing to the Buffalo Bills 31 to 14. Josh Allen 19 of 34 for 210 yards, three touchdowns. Two of them went to Gabriel Davis. Allen also threw an interception. Gabriel Davis was five for 85 with those two touchdowns. Diggs had the other touchdown. And that's important because Gabriel Davis is kind of feeling in for Emmanuel Sanders right now. They really love him up there in Buffalo. And it seems like his role is really expanding and he's a red zone target that they consistently look for. As for Carolina, they their whole situation is just trash right now. Matt Rule, he was applauded last season, and now it's very, very sour. The, the outlook on him is similar to how Giant fans kind of view Judge from everything I've collected. Cam Newton is obviously not a long-term fixture there. Neither is Sam Darnold. P.J. Walker is not that. Christian McCaffrey is not there. Their team is just kind of beat up and injured at this point. They sit at 5-9, and nine and the Bills go to 8-6. and six. When you think about the Bills, you think about them being better than 8-6, and six, but they have lost so many close games and so many just questionable games like to Jacksonville and everything like that. So that's one reason why they've fallen from grace after earlier in the season, a lot of people thought they would be the number one seed in the AFC. Other games from the week, Pittsburgh Steelers squeaked out a victory 19-13 despite the fact that they hardly possessed the football. They were out 
possessed by the Tennessee Titans 39 to 20. That's 39 minutes to 20 minutes. That is absolutely insane. Najee Harris had 12 carries for 18 yards. They did nothing on the ground. They virtually did nothing through the air, but the defense of the Pittsburgh Steelers forced four turnovers, which is incredible. Pittsburgh had 168 yards to Tennessee's 318, and they won this game 19 to 13. That stinks for the Titans, who have the Colts nipping at their heels right now. And Pittsburgh is 7-6-1, still in the wildcard race, even though it's a little bit more unlikely because the AFC is so competitive. Yet the defense literally got this victory. And as Giant fans, we know what that's like because the Giants' defense seemed to get one or two victories for this team every year. As Seattle last year was like that. There were a couple games that you could argue were like that this year. The Carolina games come into mind because the Giants offense wasn't necessarily great there. I felt like that game plan was a little bit better than what we anticipated. I guess the Eagles game would be more of a good representation of what I'm alluding to and what I'm talking about at the moment. But man, Pittsburgh ending up getting this win. Joe Hayden had a huge tackle on Westbrook Akine, Nicholas Westbrook Akine, at the end of the game to hold on a fourth down. He just stuck him and drove him to the ground. It was close to the fourth down marker. Ended up being a stop. Pittsburgh squeaks past the Tennessee Titans for a victory there. That's got to be a devastating loss for the Titans, despite the fact that it was on the road. Atlanta loses to San Francisco 31-13, to and Atlanta just can't really do much offensively. It's unfortunate the Giants lost to this team. They can do nothing on the ground. Cordero Patterson had his worst game by far. Russell Gage had a solid game. Eight catches for 91 yards and a touchdown on 11 targets. But San Francisco just controlled the clock here. Ran the ball really well. Debo Samuel had six carries for 29 yards and a touchdown. Kyle Juszczyk had a touchdown on the ground. Jeff Wilson had 21 carries for 110 yards and a touchdown. Jimmy Garoppolo had a good game with his arm. The San Francisco 49ers are ready for that Thursday night football game against those Tennessee Titans we were just talking about. And then we had the Cincinnati Bengals and the Denver Broncos. The Bengals won this game 15-10. to Teddy Bridgewater was hurt in this game. He fell on his head. It was a little bit scary, similar to the Donald Parham injury that we saw on Thursday night football. So, Hopefully, both of those individuals get well soon and get back on the football field. And then we had Drew Locke come in, and he threw a touchdown pass in this game. He finished 6 of 12 for 88 yards with a touchdown pass to Tim Patrick. And it was a really nice play by Tim Patrick, adjusted to the ball. He had three catches for 42 yards. But honestly, this Denver Broncos offense is just not all that fun to watch outside of Javante Williams, who had a 10-yard rush in this game. That was so fun. He was just bouncing off people and people just could not corral him and take him down. He's one of the most physical running backs. The only reason that he's not a household name quite yet is because Melvin Gordon is still there and they literally split the workload from a reception standpoint and from a carry standpoint. They each had 15 carries here and Melvin Gordon is still good in his own right so don't get me wrong here but Javante Williams is waiting to break out once he assumes a full role here as the primary running back of this 7-7 Denver Broncos team. Losing to the Cincinnati Bengals is a huge win for the Bengals on the road. Denver has a really good defense. It was a kind of gross game. It took a while for a team to even get into the red zone. But in terms of the Bengals offense, it was Tyler Boyd. It wasn't Jamar Chase who had one catch in this game. It T, he wasn't T. Higgins, who's been playing really well. It was Tyler Boyd, who had five catches for 96 yards and a touchdown. Just picking apart the slot. I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals couldn't get much going on the ground with Joe Mixon either, who was dinged up, so you got to monitor that situation. He had a wacky fumble with Khalid Kareem, who stripped Drew Locke and then started running the ball and then ended up fumbling the football, and I think it ended up getting ruled 
not a fumble originally and it was just something on red zone in the late window that they were talking a lot about but after the review Kareem's fumble counted and the Broncos lost possession and the Broncos two possessions later had a chance to drive down the field to win the football game but Drew Locke was sacked on first down after taking a penalty the offense that is took a penalty it was Garrett Bowles it was an offensive holding started a first and 20 second and 20 Drew Locke is sacked by Larry Ogunjobi to set up a third and 24 and then a fourth and 24 Neither was completed in those situations, and it resulted in the end of the game. But that's basically week 15 right there. Quick, quick brief synopsis. The Sunday Night Football game has not happened yet, so tune into that. We'll see exactly what happens with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If they win that game, then them and the Packers have that strong chance at that number one seed. If they lose, they put themselves behind the eight ball there. They're going to need a little bit of help, but we'll see what happens there. All righty, everybody. I'm Nick Filato. This is Big Blue View Radio. This is Filato on Football. Please head on over to Big Blue View and read all of our Giants coverage, NFL coverage, fantasy, all that stuff. And you guys all, please take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the phone? (laughs) No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.